Good morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ 93.5 FM and 11.10 AM, radio worth listening to. I'm Marsha Talbot, real estate, uh, associate real estate broker, and I'm here with my co-host. Grace Warren, how you doing this morning, Marsha? Well, Grace, <laughs> not so good, right? Not so good. I was uh, stubborn and the weeds were stubborner, so I pulled out, I pulled muscles in my back. So, yeah, gardening can really put uh, some damage on you. I don't know if this is what the topic we were going to talk about. No, but. it wasn't, but we'll <laughs> talk about it just for a couple of minutes, too. I, I was out in the garden this past week and I have poison ivy all over me. So, um, Definitely have to be careful this time of year when you go out there. I think that you have to remember to wear. We have other issues too. There's ticks, so yep. you have to make sure to and they wear. They are certainly bad this yes, year. Yes, yes. Every report I've heard is be careful. So if you're out in the garden or even walking, make sure to have socks, light clothing, cover your, you know, bring your socks over your your slacks. Don't walk around in shorts if you're going to be out in the woods. Or definitely check yourself. You know, somebody was saying to me this weekend that they, it was one of our fellow realtors who was out looking at land, and they were with clients, and they brought them back into the office, and they were sitting with them, and the the people that she was with were had ticks all over their clothes. And when they left, she was saying, oh, please check me, check. Let's see if I have any ticks on me. She didn't have any on her. And she said she put lavender oil on herself in uh, the morning. So I'm wondering if that kept the ticks from jumping on her or they jumped off because they didn't like the smell. I don't know, but I'm ready to go buy some lavender oil and try it. It's also off. But I did have a conversation actually with my doctor because I have had Lyme in the past and we really, I really believe it has to do with personal chemicals, your, chemi- your chemistry. Sure. That some be. people could walk side by side. I will have the ticks. The other people have none. Yeah. It's, and it's gross, too. And your dog, your dog too. <laughs> dog like, and cats. Yeah. My dog, uh, he's a white dog, and he's been having them crawling all over him. They're yeah. not embedding in him so much, but they're crawling all over him. And then he comes into the house, and they fall off. Do you and- have medication for him? Do you, you yeah, put, yeah. Do you? So that's why they're not embedding in him. They're, they're, I wish I could put the medication on me. I'm me going to get myself one of those Soresto collars. <laughs> there. There's Grace and her tick collar. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that was not our topic, but our topic today is clean up and spruce up. It is spring and it is the time for clean up and sprucing up. We are a call-in show, so please call us in with tips, ideas, whatever, questions. It's 845-651-1130, or you can text us at 845-397-7743. Again, 651-1110. Great. So um, we're going to talk about the sprucing up, the cleaning up. And, uh, but before we do that, what did you do all, uh, besides that? I ended up taking your client out because you, um, couldn't do it this weekend. Grace was wonderful. And that's something that I, besides a public thank you, is that we work together in our office so well Mm -hmm. that if someone has a problem or an issue, or as I was really, I, I could have walked in the houses, it was getting in and out of the car. That was just too painful. Um, Grace took my clients, but we have, all of us have done things for other um, realtors in our, co- in our office to help them out when they're on vacation, when they're away, or an emergency comes up, well, or something be, nice. You like have a to wedding. be a team, because everybody at some point is going to need some help, so you need to help your, your fellow realtor, and uh, you know, just, it, it's a community within our office, so... Uh, if you have any questions, it doesn't have to be about the spruce up today or the cleanup. It could be any real estate questions that you have. We'd love to hear from you. And I guess let's start talking about it, Marsha. Okay. As you know, spring is the traditional regular cleanup time, and there's so many things to do. We've had a difficult winter. I think part of the reason I think the winter was so difficult, though we did have that very late snowstorm, 
is that it was gray. The whole winter was gray. So it's time to bring some brightness into your life and into your home. So I think that we start out with painting the front steps that have probably been ruined over the winter time. Oh, yeah, and your front door. And back door. Yeah, um, I mean, that makes such a difference, and it's such an inexpensive thing to do, to buy a can of paint to spruce things up. I think that when you're thinking in terms of paint and also rooms, um, that's the least expensive thing you could do to change the environment, to make everything look better. Once you start painting your rooms, everything else, then you start saying, I better change the lamp. But, <laughs> but reality is that really makes a tremendous difference in you, for yourself and for the way your house looks. So I had some others on my list, like the garage and driving around. I hate <laughs> I cleaning know. the garage, Marsha. <laughs> I know. I, I looked at my garage this morning and I realized that it is definitely neat. But once it's cleaned, it feels so good. It really does. Well, I, what I've always noticed is that many people in our community use their garage for everything but their car. Right. So this is the time to try to... Get your car in yep. if you need to. Yeah. we One side of my garage, my car does fit, but the other side is full of all my daughter's stuff from college. So she brought her refrigerator, her microwave, her rug, all of her stuff that she had in her dorm room. I can't believe it all fit in her dorm room because it looks like it doesn't barely <laughs> fit in my garage. But, you know, that's where, where are you going to put this stuff? So you, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do with it all. I can't leave it there all summer. I think you need to have your daughter help you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. She's had a long um, long semester, though. I'm giving her some breathing room, and then I'll, I'll stick it to her at some point. Do you hear that, Catherine? <laughs> I don't know if she's listening or not. Hi, Catherine, if you're listening. The other thing, the interior. Uh, clean up your closets and your pantry. Um, we are, most of us, very fortunate and have... Too much in our pantry yes. or, or more than most families have. So clean it up, straighten it up. Look at the, if you have things that have been there for a long, long time, check the, the lab, both the labels and the date, remove them, give, throw them out. Um, I think that's an important thing. Yeah, I have a Lazy Susan so in my cabinet and it's quite large. And sometimes there's cans in there. I just pulled out a can. I think it was a wasn't a can, it was a bottle of salad dressing, and it may have had a date of like 2014 on Time it. Time to go. And my husband was like, are you kidding me? I can't believe you have this in here. What's wrong with you? And I was about to like serve it to him. I think <laughs> it's the, the fact that exactly what I said, we have, we're, we're fortunate to have too much. Um, but go through that. And if there are things that you purchased, food that you might have purchased that are, in, that are still within the date and you realize you're not going to use it, we have a super uh, food pantry in our area. So think of contributing it to the food pantry. Uh, that would be helpful for people who yeah, have Yeah, why don't less. you tell them where that is? Well, there's quite a few, but yeah. there, there's one, the ecumenical one is at the Methodist Church. I think pickup is on Thursday night, so there's people there if you want to bring it. ShopRite also has uh, a canister for a food pantry, our office. At 25 Railroad Avenue, we do have a collection there for food pantry. There's also a food pantry in the village of Florida, too, which they're actually building a new building over there behind the church. Oh, that's great. And Pine Island has mm -hmm. one at the Lutheran Church. Yeah, and uh, from what I understand, there's been such a need at any of these food pantries much more than ever before. So it, it is nice to um, to definitely donate to that. It helps them and it makes you feel good. And again, if you don't feel like going there, you can drop it off at our office and we'll take That's it over true. there. But it helps you. It's part of the cleanup and helps people at the same time. It's a plus plus. So going along on the list, windows. Windows are challenging, but if especially if you're putting your house on the market, think clean, Have either do it yourself or have somebody professionally come in, clean your windows. You may want to have somebody professionally come in if they're on the second floor. That's right. Unless I don't you, want to tell anybody <laughs> to go on a ladder and fall. Yes, unless you have the other kind of, you know, those windows that pull forward. Right, right. 
Not everybody has those, though. That's true. But Newer yeah, houses. that makes such a difference when you clean the windows. You take the screens off and you spray them down and you clean. Um, it, it may, you can see through them and it just makes the house brighter that way, too. All right. I think we're going to stop for a second and go to break. We'll be right back, continuing our conversation about spring cleanup and spruce up. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. This is Kim Starks, associate broker with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for the past eight years. Although I'm based in Warwick, I service all of Orange County. When you're ready to make a move, you can be sure that my top priority is making your journey in buying or selling a property as smooth and stress-free as possible. For more information, visit KimberlyStarksRealtor.com or call 845-258-7290. Hudson United Mortgage, the number one mortgage company, specializes in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Vanman Smart is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Hudson United Mortgage is a broker and correspondent lender licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and specializes in residential loans in all three states. There are low down payments for first-time homebuyers, and they'll offer you a $100 gift card just to look at your offer from another lender. To set up an appointment or for more information, go to HudsonMortgage.com. Hudson United Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 152355, is an NY limited liability company and operates with the following licenses. Licensed correspondent mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance, a registered mortgage broker with the NYS Department of Financial Services. All NY loans are arranged through third-party lenders, not affiliated with Hudson United Bank. This is Rachel Ray. Join me today and every weekday with Rach on the radio. I'll have tips to save you money, celebrity chit-chat, and of course, food. All from the kitchen table of our Emmy Award-winning show, Rachel Ray. Weekdays at 1230. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guests every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre. Right here on WTBQ, playing the best music. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm Marsha Talbot and my co-host, Grace Warren. So thank you. And we are going to continue talking about cleanup. So, <laughs> but we have our uh, Mike. Oh, is Van Mike Manzer calling? Has oh, called fine. in for Hi, Mike. Mortgage Minute. Hi, Mike. Are Good you morning, there? guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> Over. So you're talking about spring cleanup. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to add the something? They're covered with with stuff getting dumped. I see every day. No, I don't need to add anything. Actually, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm looking forward to throwing some stuff out myself. To be honest. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we we're just finishing that cleanup uh, thing that's going on in the village right now. There is a lot of stuff on the street still. Yes, I think yeah. if people are driving through, it doesn't look so good. <laughs> but I keep telling people it's cleanup. It's cleanup. So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they do it. Honestly, it's a great service to not have to load that stuff to the dump ourselves. Is, or is pay great. for it. Exactly, yeah. For those of, who, of us who do not live in the village, we're envious. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> if I put anything extra out in my garbage, it does not get picked up. So. Anyway, so how you doing, uh, Mike? Tell us I'm about good, the market. Um, the market's good. We actually had an uh, improvement in mortgage rates last week because the stock market, I don't know if you guys saw, was down like 370 points. Yes, yeah, we did see and that. Thursday. Um, but yeah, definitely had a great improvement in rates that day because of it. So I was locking a lot of clients in oh, good. Um, on Wednesday or Thursday. They must have been happy. But, <laughs> yeah, they definitely were. Um, locking in with credits before where there were none, so they were definitely happy. Um, yeah, that's really it. I mean, the conventional rates are still floating around 4%. FHA is a little bit higher than 3%. Um, I did want to talk to you guys quickly. I think 
one of the common misconceptions nowadays is how much you have to put down in order to buy a house, yes. which I don't know if you guys experience it when you're walking with clients. They always think that it's still 20 percent. That's 20%. correct. They do think that. And I, I have some I people know. that think they don't need any money. I have had that, too. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you have in the bank? Well, I, mean, I have about $200. Yeah, <laughs> we're fortunate to live in Orange County where you can get the USDA type loans. But even then, there's still money that you need to close. You know, right. you guys know there's taxes, there's title, there's things like that. But um, really, I mean, we have programs as low as 1% down. You know, I talk about it in your offices, 3% mm -hmm. down, even 5% down. So there's definitely options out there when we do these, you know, when we're qualifying people to give them kind of, you know, different programs just so that they're not, you know, everyone thinks, oh, I need $50,000 to put down on this property when really it's not, it's not that. We definitely need money for the cost, the taxes, et cetera, but the majority of the down payment we can structure to make it work for you. Mike, can you give a general idea of, and I, of course it ranges based on the prices of the houses, but what can someone expect in terms of closing costs? I know this is a toughie. <laughs> yeah, it is a toughie. I usually tell them between 3 and 6% of the purchase price. Without taxes, right? No, I, I actually include that with the taxes, yeah, because okay. closing costs are relatively inexpensive. The biggest, you know, expense are really those taxes because I always just, you know, worst case scenario, let's just assume a full year. So if you're at 12000 in taxes on a house or 10000 expect to pay that. You know, that's really the bulk of where the money goes. And right now we're coming to the time of year when school taxes are due. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be collecting all those in full. You know, and that's a huge chunk of the money, really. Don't they put, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but do they put, no. uh, the title company put a little extra when they're collecting for taxes? Don't they do yes, a small they, percentage over? They do. They're legally allowed up to 20% over what they can hold. So, wow. and that's just, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a you lot know? of money. And, I mean, we're fortunate that we have the affiliate title company and we can kind of ask them, you know, if the money's really an issue to hold less based mm -hmm. on, you know, what their risk level is. So right. they're willing to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, 20% on 10000 is quite a bit extra money mm -hmm. that they cushion. But again, once the escrow balances at the end of the year, that money will come back. Once they realize, oh, we don't need it, they it will get disbursed back to the client. Yeah. We can't, yeah, they can't hold more than two months legally in the escrow account. Okay. So, and that's, that just gets checks and balance every year they balance. All mm -hmm. right. I have a question for you. What, what kinds of loans have you been doing, say, in the last month? Like what types are more common that you're doing? Like It's uh, such a wide range. I mean, I have people that are Go, doing FHA loans that have great credit, you know, mm -hmm. but they want to leverage the banks because, you know, for an example on FHA, you know, just using round numbers, let's say on a 4% interest, you can get up to like $10,000 in lender credit, depending on the loan size, you know? So people that are, even though they have great credit, they're still utilizing the banks to help them keep more money in the bank itself. And what, what the can they use fear, those lender, lender credits for? They can use them to pay those taxes that we just talked about. Okay. You know, the only thing we can't use it for, I can't give it to them in the form of a check. It has to be used towards true closing costs. So okay. taxes, title, you know, whatever else is associated with it, you know, the bank attorney fee, we can apply that credit directly towards Mike, it. Mike, can you explain right. that a little bit further? Because we're saying lender credit, but I think a lot of people might not know exactly what that means. Um, it's essentially the difference in what a par interest rate is, meaning a loan without paying points mm -hmm. and taking an interest rate above that, meaning, you know, let's say they qualified for 3.5, but they wanted lender credit. They could then take an interest rate at 4%, let's say, and that little spread, there's actually money that every lender makes on it. Um, we're being a wholesale broker and correspondent lender. We actually don't get paid on the interest rates that we give people. So we give them the option of taking it in the form of a credit. Which I could see. be really helpful for somebody who doesn't have quite, who has great credit can and also can take that higher interest rate, but then have money towards closing. That, that's yeah, fabulous. Exactly. And even I mean, someone that doesn't have such great credit, right? I mean, they could have, you know, what's well, for FHA. Yeah, FHA is really de not designed for, you know, they're not designed for people with great credit. I right? mean, it's, right. it's a program designed for first-time homebuyers that also don't have the best credit under the sun. But regardless, yeah, you can go down to realistically like a 580 score with FHA. Oh, my God. Really? I didn't realize I it was that low. Yeah. So, but if you have on, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, anything over 680 is considered elite pricing for FHA. So you get some of the best interest rates in the country just by having that score. And then you also can take advantage of those credits. 
That's awesome. That would be excellent for for somebody. That really is yeah. a, a, a terrific um, loan. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, why you're so doing really, a lot of them. Such, yeah, exactly. It's such a widespread, you know, people who have the money are putting it down. People who don't are using FHA and using lender credit. So it's such a, it's such a range out there right now for it. Is, but, is uh, there yeah, an advantage really, to doing a regular, like, 20% down loan at this point? The advantage is no mortgage insurance. You know, that's the insurance that we use or lenders use, I should say, to you know, in the event that you don't pay your mortgage, we are compensated by the mortgage insurance company, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. Um, to get repayment on the risk. debt. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's the only real difference. Um, the based on the down payment, the mortgage insurance, it's all based on risk. So the more you put down, like let's say you just did three percent or five percent, the mortgage insurance will go down based on that down payment. Okay. And does, does it that change? Yeah, does it come off once you get to... It uh, used to. I don't know used, if it yeah, still does. I don't remember. It still does. On conventional, okay. it does. On FHA, it does not come off. It That's decreases right. over time. Yeah. Okay. But That's it, what I it never comes yeah. off. Yeah. So what I've seen really is people are using FHA to get into the house, building a little bit of equity, using that lender credit, and then refinancing out of it as okay. long as interest rates are kind of staying the same. And you can do you that know? for people, right? Even if somebody yeah, hasn't you know, bought their house five years ago and they want to refinance their loan now, you can help them with that, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why don't you give them your phone number? <laughs> uh, my direct telephone number is 845-239-6565. Yeah. So if anybody wants to refinance their loan, call Mike. He's great. He's worked with a lot yeah, of our or clients. Yeah, if you just have questions, yeah, give me a call. I love answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that, unfortunately for Mike and fortunately for others, he works all the time. Yeah. So. I know. To, to a fault. <laughs> but you must love your job. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. No, I do <laughs> Not three in the morning, but seven yeah, days a week you can reach that. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to shut your phone off at some point. Yep, that is true. All right. Well, thanks, right, Mike, guys. for calling, and Thank we'll you. talk to you again. I'll continue to listen. You have a great day. All right. Thank you, you so Goodbye. much. Thank you, Mike. So we're back to cleanup. <laughs> this is a this is something that we all try to ignore, but we're we're today we are on it on topic draperies, uh, winter draperies, heavier dr- curtains, something that should be either washed or sent to the cleaners, and um, put up lighter lighter draperies. Yeah, that Grace, makes do a do difference. That? Do I do I take? I I have light draperies on my windows all the time because I like the light to come in, and some windows don't even have draperies. Right. Well, if you're living, well, I you live do. in the middle of the woods, so yeah. nobody can really see can see me at, in my house. Thank goodness, because they'd be they wouldn't like it probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would. It's really fine. So I think that we. Yeah, I mean, even the light draperies get cobwebs on them over the summer, and and you know you have to clean them. Your blinds collect blinds, quite a bit yeah. of dust, shades. Yeah, all that stuff. It does need to be cleaned uh, a couple times a year, probably once now, maybe once in the fall, too. So, yeah, that's something that should definitely be done. And especially if you have allergies, too, because that dust collects over there. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that can create havoc on your your body if you you have allergies. True. So one of the things we had said before was clean closets and pantries. In terms of closet, especially if you're putting your house on the market and you don't have large closets, take out your previous season's clothing, put them somewhere, put them, you know, pack them up, pack them up neatly, um, and so that your closets look bigger. It's an illusion, but it works, <laughs> you know, because everybody likes big closets and not ever. I live in an old house that when, when I purchased it had no closets. Uh, it does have closets, um, but they're not big. They're not like new houses. Well, it doesn't matter because if you have big closets, you just keep shoving more stuff in there. I laugh. That's what happens at my house. We just keep putting more things in into the closets. I laugh because sometimes when I see these wonderful closets, I think of my little apartment in Manhattan and I'm not sure it wasn't the same size, you know. So, thank you. There's been some yeah, some of I've seen some beautiful closets and I can't even imagine how people continue to keep them that way. It must be difficult. I mean, for me, it, it definitely would. I see them color coordinated. That's so nice if you can do that. Try. Try. <laughs> I, I doubt I could do it. I'm not that organized. I think also maybe they don't work. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to and do that. And there's no kids in the house. Okay. 
And um, I think we also talked about um, painting your front steps, and we have some other hints that would be helpful in terms of spruce up. So one of the things that may um, we, is make your entrance inviting. Yes, like maybe put a pot of flowers out there, a wreath on your door. Um, new doors. New doors in the house. In the house, mean, yeah. yes. Um, there's so many, so many things you can do. But it, it, at your front door, it's very important for your first impression to have that uh, cleaned and, you know, maybe your hardware polished on there and the flowers not be dead that are on Or older front. plants sometimes that need to be pruned or brought outside during this, you know, summer. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, definitely one thing to do. Um, okay, so we're going to go for a break right now and we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Peter Feller of A&T Healthcare, your one call for the finest in home healthcare. Tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. to hear the latest news on everything health-related because your health does matter right here on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. WTBQ Showers will be around through a good part of the day, should taper off later in the afternoon. Our highs should be around 60. Tonight, scattered showers, then becoming partly to mostly cloudy with some patchy fog developing, or low around 50. Tomorrow morning, fog, otherwise it will become partly sunny in the afternoon with a high just a little over 70. There'll be a couple of showers tomorrow night again, mostly cloudy skies in the lower 50s. And Wednesday, scattered showers, clouds will stick around in the upper 60s to 70. I'm meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. Uh, this is your host, Marsha Talbot. And, and I'm here too. My name's Grace Warren. And we are from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. So, oh, I want to give the number. So in case people would like to call. We yeah, this is a call-in show. Please give us a call. Tell us what you're thinking. 651 one 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 zero. And if you have any topics that you'd like <clears throat> us me. to discuss in future shows, you can certainly let us know about that too, and we'll see if we can prepare something for something that you might be interested in learning about. And we're going to get back to um, our uh, spring cleanup. And M Marcia found out some really interesting things about cleaning with hydrogen peroxide that she's very excited about because she <laughs> didn't know she didn't know about these things before. So. You know, if you're cleaning your kitchen, your bathroom, she's going to give you some specific tips about that. Anyway, what I was surprised to find this out. Um, it is antibacterial, antifungal, anti-mold, and anti-mildew. It's also um, excellent for people who may not be able to use bleach because they may have respiratory problems. Um, and some of the hints are countertops, of course. Um, you can disinfect countertops. You can spray spray it on both bath, kitchens and bathroom countertops to clean and disinfect. Um, it whitens your grout. Yes, you like that grout one? I love that one. I mean, who doesn't want to whiten their grout? Tile surfaces. You put it in a spray bottle 
and you spray it directly on um, you, to remove dirt and stains. The other ones that I thought was really helpful, I have a whole list if anybody wants that we but could But the put controlling in. the mold and the mildew too, like I didn't know, I had no idea that peroxide would do that. Either did I always think of bleach. Bleach, yeah. But you throw bleach, I, I want to put bleach on everything. I think there's something really harks down to your childhood that when you smell bleach, you know it's clean. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, peroxide is uh, stating that it does exactly the same. One of the things that I thought was very helpful was kids' toys, that you can spray kids' toys and play areas because it's a safe cleaner around kids. I thought that's excellent. Uh, again, the <clears throat> same thing with respiratory problems. If your children have respiratory problems, you want to clean those toys, this is a good way. It is not a lung uh, irritant. You fill a, an opaque spray bottle with hydrogen peroxide and spray it. So that's, that's and of a course, new you thing. know, children are just such germ magnets. So they have. Uh, <laughs> I'm only saying that today because this morning my sister called me and said, oh, can you watch? My baby, my three-year-old, because she she just threw up. I'm like, nah, I, I don't I don't want to watch you throwing your baby that's vomiting. <laughs> She's just Grace, it's your sister. She needs I help. Know, I know, of course. <laughs> and I'm, babies she's, do that. My and daughter's love home, so she's watching her. But th that's, it, you know, I think in the daycare, <laughs> that's probably the best way to uh, clean some of that stuff for these. There's a lot of kids touching stuff. And, they, you know, they just, they really do carry germs. Yes, and they get sick. So the other one is soaking dish rags and sponges for 15 to 30 minutes oh, that's to disinfect idea. them. And because I would think, you know, bleach b breaks those, those sponges yes. down. This probably does not. The other hint is wash fruit and vegetables. I know they sell things in the store to wash your fruit and vegetables for um, not necessarily f for germs, but also for, uh, well, probably germs. Um, so you can do and this to remove the, the pesticides too, could probably. Be too. So with the hydrogen peroxide, and you let it soak a minute or two before rinsing in clean water. To, well, it removes wax and other contaminants. You know. Oh, okay. So you get those nice shiny apples that have wax all over <clears> that them. Look that look pretty. Take it off. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that was some of the things that that's the kind of new hints that I had absolutely no knowledge about. So I think, oh, of course, clean your refrigerator and every other place that you could think that it could work for you. Oh, and it whitens your laundry, too. Yeah, but I don't know what the proportions are. Right. I obviously, don't put that in if you have clothes that have color. The other one is refresh your reusable bags. And, you know, we bring things back and forth from the supermarket, primarily back. Um, but those bags that people are really helpful about taking not the plastic ones need to be cleaned so you you, you never thought about that i know I, that's what i'm saying this isn't really so you just um clean disinfect it and it removes food odors so that's an excellent uh thought process i saw one more on your list too that Take you didn't list. mention is about cleaning your dehumidifiers oh that's that actually I, you're right because that, your dehumidifier can house so many um mold and, and uh, mold spores and mildew. And I think that that's an important thing because you're trying to get that dampness out of the air. And then if you're just, you know, you've got that mold growing in there, that's not good. So it says you can put a pint of hydrogen peroxide to a gallon of water and run this solution through the dehumidifier to disinfect and remove any mold that's growing inside it. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, as I said, I had no knowledge of this. So I think this is, could be really helpful for all of us, mm -hmm. you know, especially if we're going to get a lot of rain. Yeah. You know, I think that might be helpful. So are we back to spruce up? Yeah. So what, what have we gone over so far today? We talked about entrance. We talked about the, your front door and back door. Um, but we didn't talk about changing older electrical fixtures. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Actually, my husband's an electrician, so th that, uh, it, it, that, that's something that he ends up doing a lot for people when they're moving is they, you know, when they're going to put their house on the market is change out their light fixtures because it really dates your house and putting just those fresh fixtures in there could really make a difference. And, you know, we have a phone call, so hello. Hi, Hi. good morning. Who are we on the air with? Yes, this is uh, Mark. Is this Marsha? It is. Good yes, morning, Mark. Marcia. Good morning. I just had some suggestions for um, some future shows, um, possibly doing something about people that have previous credit issues and how they can obtain a mortgage or rentals or 
anything like that or it's a short great sale idea. process. Yeah, maybe Actually, we could have Mike on. Well, to that's talk what I was going to say, Mike. The mortgage, our mortgage guy, who's super, would be most helpful in that. But that's an excellent idea because uh, thank you. And what the short sale process is, and you know, mm. you know, versus a deed in lieu of foreclosure, and so on and so forth. I mean, I can give you a little bit of what the difference is between those two right now. This is Grace, by the way. Um, yeah, Grace, how you a, doing? Um, a short sale is is basically when you uh, you still own the house, and you owe more money to the bank than you can. Get from then a sale, worth, then, right. then the proceeds of the sale. So, you know, you have to go through the, um, you, you put the house on the market just like you would put it on the market any other way. And then you would have to, you know, get an offer. Once you get the offer, you put it into um, to the bank and then the bank makes a decision one way or another. It, it, it can be a very long, long process to, Tedious. to do that. But um, a deed in lieu, you basically call the bank and say, hey, Here's my keys. I, I I can't afford to pay for this house anymore, and you know here they are. But the bank has to accept it, and the bank does it. Literally walking away from the property at that mm, point. No, you're going. You're you're <laughs> giving the keys to the bank and saying, "Here, we want you to take it." But if the bank says no, we can't do that. Like, say you have a second loan on the house, you have a second mortgage. The bank's not going to do that because now there's another, you have to get approval from the lender. other lender as well. So it's a little bit more difficult than just calling and saying, here, what, you know, take the, take the keys. If you walk away from your property, you're going to get foreclosed on. And who knows Eventually. how long that could take years. It, it, you know, you have no control over when it's going to happen. If you decide to do a short sale, you have a little bit more control because now you've you've sold, you know, you have a buyer for it and you have a better idea of when it may close at some point and you can start to build your credit back up oh. once you close <clears throat> on the property. But with the foreclosure, you don't you don't know. You have no idea like when you're going to start to rebuild your life. But there's another, right. <clears throat> excuse me, another aspect of it. You really need to be in communication with your bank to find out there are specific rules for short sales. Uh, that is something that you would have to comply with. The banks are, have become more knowledgeable in the last eight. They're actually getting better, and it's getting yes. easier to do a short sale with them than, than previously. But walking away is not always the answer because it, it, it's a burden for you, a long-term burden, and we'd like to try to be able to have something where you walk when you do go away, when you do sell your house, your position is better. And and often when you do a um, a um, short sale, the bank will give you will Moving give money. you money to move. I've seen <laughs> them give anywhere from like two thousand to ten thousand dollars for somebody to move. So right. there's. Now now, are there specialists, Marsha, that work, that specialize in the short sale process? There are. There, often they are attorneys. There are some companies. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we also do short sales. Yeah, I've done quite a few of them. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I understand the process and what needs to be done. There's specific documents that you have to provide when um, when you're going to do that. And every bank has a different uh, different way of doing it. It's always in conjunction with the bank. Yeah. The realtor is always working with the bank and the attorney to make the process go as smooth as possible. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. Right. Are and you if there? you could have some of these shows <laughs> in the future, you know, as far as people, you know, with credit issues and getting mortgages sure. and, you know, what what the process would be, and also rentals and things about rentals as well. Sure. I think rentals, we could probably answer more so. Um, people with credit issues, people, how do they go about it? What do they do? You know, that type of thing. I think they have to be honest. Um, often I've had issues, uh, clients look at somebody who is going to rent. There may have been medical bills in the past. There ha may have been extenuating circumstances. Divorce is, is Divorce. one that ruins right. your credit sometimes. A letter uh, up front is always a, a positive thing. It's the You might be the best person in the world, but if the, if the uh, owner finds out after the fact, it's much worse than when they know up front and want to give somebody a good chance. Yeah, yeah I've you had... have to be honest no matter what. You That's know, correct. And everybody needs to know what your situation is beforehand. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when you fill out that, that application for a rental, you really need to put that, 
you really need to have, you know, put all your cards on the table so that the landlord knows. And, you know, quite often landlords understand that the reason you're renting is because you you probably have something going on with your credit that you can't buy. I mean, that's usually why. Not always. Not Sometimes always. people just don't want to own a home. But um, it, it's good to be honest at the very beginning about the whole thing. And if you have um, employment history, that works uh, and what about people that have had, you know, previous evictions and credit issues? And it's a little harder. It is, is a lot more. Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder. To, How is that dealt with? Depends upon the uh, every owner. situation is different. It really, right. it really is. Um, There's no one fits all, right? No, not no. at all. We're dealing with people. There's not no. Everyone's different, and so is every situation. So you would ha again, you'd have to be totally upfront. Uh, possibly ask to meet with them or certainly have your realtor meet with them and go over your situation so that there's full understanding. And then would there be additional security generally there could required be. Could by be. the landlord? And yeah. how much would that be? Or? There could be. I've actually had somebody um, pay, you know, several months in advance. That often is a, to, a strong way. Yeah. To, to get into a place because their credit wasn't so good. So that right, they they want to be sure that they're not going through an eviction, and also that the payment history is there. Right, right. Well, they want to have that money that money in the um, in in the bank for them, so that in case that that tenant decides they're just not going to pay. So would that be like an escrow of your security or a security escrow? Well, they would hold the they would yeah. hold it. Doesn't necessarily have to be in an escrow account. Yeah, but I think we're coming to a break. Yeah, thanks so, for your Mark, call, Mark. Thank we'll you. definitely this is, okay. do something Excellent. on credit issues. Excellent, and, and, and thank you for calling. Thank you. All right, thanks, thank Mark. Bye-bye. We're going to, we'll be back shortly. Hi, I'm Carol Rogers. We are excited to announce our partnership with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty and to introduce you to the Carol Rogers Real Estate Team. Susan and I listen and strive to make your experience stress-free. And I'm Susan Schneider. Between Carol and myself, we have sold over 200 homes at Warwick Grove alone, and now we also cover the greater Hudson Valley. Visit us at carolrogerssells.com for a complimentary market analysis, and we will answer all of your real estate questions. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. This is Michael Newhart, the mayor of the village of Warwick. Please join me and my guests every Thursday at 11 a.m. for Warwick at 150. Discover 150 years of the village's rich history and the spectacular events taking place over the next year on WTBQ. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. And our number for call-in is 845-651-1110. And I'm Grace Warren here with Marsha Talbot today. Good Hi. Hello again <laughs> to everyone, if anyone's just coming back with us right now. Um, so we're going to just, before we get into anything else, we just want to go over some community events that are happening in the um, area. And one of the things that we'd like to mention is it is going to be Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, yes. And um, we want to thank all of um, the families that have 
people in service that um, protect our country. And, uh, you know, just want to say thank you to all of them and a little bit about what Memorial Day is. Well, it's very interesting because it started after the Civil War to commemorate the fallen heroes. And being a little bit older, I happen to remember it used to be called Decoration Day. I do not remember that. <laughs> okay, rub it in. <laughs> so it became a federal holiday in 1971 when it became Memorial Day. And I, I strangely enough, which is what I said to you earlier, is that I thought it, it started after the First World War. So to find out that it, it was... actually started during the Civil, Civil War. Civil War was... Uh, interesting to know, so I must have missed that class. Anyway. <laughs> There's going to um, be a lot of parades this weekend. Um, you probably want to check with the municipality that you live in, because we couldn't possibly give you all of the list of parades that are happening. Correct. Um, but we do have some special events on Saturday, May 27th, at the Warwick Winery. There's the annual Bob Dylan Tribute. So I think that's been... Didn't the, your husband actually play there one year yeah, for Bob Yeah, a few Dylan years tribute? ago. I kind of remember that. Marsha's husband is a wonderful um, artist. He, I think he's he, a renaissance he, man sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Anyway, yes, he was. He introduced Bob Dylan at a hootenanny, the Café Walk. <laughs> what, what? Before Bob Dylan was, was Bob Dylan. Yeah, didn't he have a different name or something? Or Actually, that? I think it's Robert Zimmerman, but he might have been <laughs> using Bob Dylan at that time. Anyway, that's, that's, that is history. <laughs> but he was mentioned in the book, so I thought that was great fun. Um, on Saturday, Sunday, and Mon Monday, there's the Sugarloaf Arts and Crafts Festival on the streets of Sugarloaf. Um, go over, there's food to eat, crafts and art art to buy. Um, it's a nice festival. And this is the newest, funniest thing I have ever this heard. This is funny. Well, maybe not ever, but <laughs> on Sunday, the 28th, there's the Global Bubble Parade in Warwick. And only three other communities in the United States is having this. So we are definitely different. Um, this is <laughs> the hundred... <laughs> this is... From the 100 Happy Day Foundation, Happy Days Foundation. And it starts at Lewis Park at 2 o'clock, and it ends up in Stanley, I'm sorry, Stanley Deming Park, and you have to bring your own bubbles. Yeah, so, you're, everyone's it, blowing bubbles. I guess I the think kids are going to love that's that. That's what I was going to say. It's got to be the funniest thing. And I know they now have these bigger bubble blowers. Oh, yeah. So I think it's the weather's good. You will see bubbles all over the village of Warwick. That'll be fun. Um, anyway... You wanted to talk about the yeah, arboretum. I, 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 I have never been to the um, Orange County Arboretum. Arboretum. Say it? Mm -hmm. And I, I, if anybody's ever gone there, you know, let me know. I, I'd love to hear what it is. I, I maybe Plants. this weekend I'm going to go over there. And I understand there's a there's a gate around it, but when you drive your car up, it opens up and you yes. can get in. So I'm I think that that's really cool it's that at they Thomas have Bull that. Park. Yes, right outside of Goshen on. That's on 416 at that point. I think so. They have fireworks there, yeah. too, uh, yeah. during the 4th of July. But um, I, I definitely want to see if I can check that out mm -hmm. this weekend. So uh, Marsha's going to maybe tell us about a, um, a funny realtor story, something that happened to her quite a few years ago. Yes. I'm going to set this up. I know the story because I remember when it happened. But it, it it is really quite amusing. And it's just a little bit of what we deal with on a daily basis. We don't deal with this one on a daily basis. <laughs> Not this basis. one. But some of the things that that happen to us are quite funny and humorous. And I've, I've been keeping a list of all these things because one of these days I'm going to write a book. Oh, okay. I thought we were doing a movie. <laughs> a movie. Okay. It'll be, it'll be a movie at some point. Anyway, I was showing this house uh, with a family uh, with two children. It was vacant. Um, the parents were not paying as best attention uh, as I would ordinarily like, but the house was vacant. There was no furniture. There was nothing in the house. All of a sudden, I walked, uh, and I was trying to show them room from room, and I realized that the children were in the bathroom. Now, I, I can tell you that the times I have seen bidets in bathrooms are limited. How many would you say? Oh, Eight, ten, the most? I mean, it's like less than 1% in this area. <laughs> Much less. 
anyway. No, but not very many people have bidets. Nor know anything about them. You didn't know there was a bidet in there, did you? No. Okay. Anyway, the children had put the bidet on, and the water was falling out of it, gushing, reaching the ceiling. I don't know how they managed to do this, at which point I, I turned off the water, had thankfully had paper towels in my car, had to climb on the, the, the sink and the commode to be able to reach to clean and dry the walls. What a mess. Um, I must tell you that the parents didn't do what I would have liked them to do to tell their children that that was not correct. But <laughs> it was it was grueling. It was but ridiculous. But it must have been a, a it hilarious was hysterical. Day. It was Sight really funny watching me climb up. I'm not that tall. So to try to reach the ceiling Were the was... ki- children frightened when this happened? No, they, were, they like... were playing. This was a new pool for them. <laughs> So we do come into some um, (laughs) unusual circumstances. Oh, I... Speaking of children, when you're showing houses, I was actually once, this is so many years ago, showing a house, and it was was quite a high-end house, and um, I had... Furnished. I actually... They had a, a small child, and at the time, my daughter was young too. They were the same age. So I knew that this little boy was very rambunctious and he needed corralling. So I said to, I brought my daughter with me to corral him. She was like four or five years old and I, you know, very mature four or five year old. And I said, you know, still is. <laughs> watch, watch this, watch this little boy when we're going through the house or we're looking in the yard and she was trying to watch him. But the kid picked up a rock and he took the rock and he scratched, he went around the whole perimeter of my car and scratched oh. the entire, in, the whole car from one, right around it. And then the mother, my daughter's just standing there like, mommy, mommy, mm-hmm. look what's happening. And, and I was in complete shock. And then the mother said to me, oh, did did he just scratch your car? <laughs> I, I. It's <laughs> like, um, yeah, actually, I think that's exactly what he just So you did. have two mothers here who have... Now grown children and love children. <laughs> I love children. But remember, if you are, sh- if, if you're bringing your children into a house, please be careful and just re- hold and, their hand. Just yeah. hold their hand. <laughs> <Right>. That's all. <laughs> and um, be respectful of other people's uh, belongings. Oh my goodness. So um, anyway, so this weekend we're um, all going to be celebrating Memorial Day and it's actually going to be my birthday this I'm weekend celebrating too. your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to be 50 years old, so I'm just putting it out there telling everybody and I guess I'm not going to be able to hide it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a fabulous weekend. There's so much to do, more than we said, so check your local paper, look online. Memorial Day is a family day. I know some people like to go shopping. There are great sales, but... I always think of it as a tribute to our fallen Yeah, and heroes. if you're updating your house, might be a good time to go and buy those new appliances because I think they're all on they're sale. On, that's true. Everywhere. That's a good thing to update your house if you're thinking about putting your house on the market. Or just for yourself, too. Yeah, of course. So um, do we have anything else that we want to discuss Yeah, I want to thank Mark for calling in. I thought that was uh, very helpful. Yeah, and let's thank some of our sponsors, Christine Starrett's... Um, who else is some of, uh, let's see, we've got Carol Rogers Home Selling Team, Mike Van Manzard of Hudson United, and um, I think that's it right now, right? For our sponsors? I thought there was someone else, but you I can't remember the list. But thank you. If we don't remember your name, we will next week. Thank you again, and we look forward to seeing you next Monday. We will be here, even though it's Memorial Day. I don't so. think we're going to be here. I'm not gonna going to be here. I'm going to be here oh. with Veronica. Okay, great. That's what I've been told. (laughs) So if not, we will. Won't be. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again.